0: Act Two of The Romantic Young Lady by Gregorio Martinez Sierra, translated by Harley Granville Barker. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two The scene is the working room of the novelist Louis Philippe de Cordoba it is a room with bright walls and a great deal of light which comes in by two large windows with balconies it is furnished with much comfort but without any pretensions to fashion a big writing-table not a desk is placed near one of the two balconies on it the disorder of a table where any one works sheets of paper books periodicals and reviews among them three or four foreign ones of fashions and women's affairs near the other balcony is a typist's table with its typewriter and sufficient work ready on it shorthand tablets papers ready for the machine nearly all the left wall except the space where a door opens on the inside rooms is occupied by a wide and comfortable divan near it there is another small table also full of books and papers but in perfect order over the divan are some small pictures and a little mirror of porcelain or carving the only one there is in the room on the right wall there is another door which is supposed to lead to the vestibule and by which people coming in from the street enter the rest of the wall is occupied by a low bookcase full of books on the top of the bookcase some well-chosen china on the walls some few good modern pictures and old engravings on the big writing table a goldfish bowl with goldfish swimming in it on the floor before the divan the working table and the typist table are bright-coloured rush mats there are some very comfortable english chairs and armchairs on the rising of the curtain irene and don juan are discovered Irene, the secretary, is an attractive girl of twenty-two. She is wearing a simple tailor suit and a black apron. Don Juan is a gentleman of fifty, well-dressed and rather foolish. The secretary is at her table, putting her notes and papers in perfect order. Don Juan walks up and down while he is talking. Although he is paying a visit, he has neither hat nor stick. Because he left both of them in the hall.
1: our distinguished novelist is a long time.
0: Irene, very occupied. Yes.
1: Do you know where he has gone? No. Doesn't usually go out in the morning, does he?
2: No. With a gleam of hope. If you'd
1: like to leave a message. I'd rather wait if it doesn't disturb you.
0: Not in the least don juan who is one of those people who cannot keep quiet even though they know that they are annoying other people by talking is that
1: work you are doing no
0: she has finished and is now putting her papers in order
2: work is over
1: for today.
2: day forever and a day that was my last official job rises
1: official
2: well i must look in unofficially for a few days to put the new secretary in the way of things oh oh a new secretary (laughs) don't rejoice too soon she's not engaged yet he put aside a whole lot of applications this morning too she goes up to the
0: table and puts the books and papers in order
1: am i likely to rejoice at the thought of losing you irene irene how dare you desert us
0: irene smiling
1: how dare i get married is he very fond of you scandalously in the army isn't he and
2: twenty-four irene very well content and enumerating prettily he's an engineer he's very good-looking and he's an only son anything else you'd like to know
0: don juan going close to her
1: why wouldn't you marry me
0: Irene, moving away from him and looking at him with mocking seriousness.
1: It would have seemed so disrespectful. What a delicate reminder that I'm too old. Not at all,
2: but there's a limit even to my daring. Don Juan, going close to her again. But
1: tell me...
0: Irene, moving away from him again and profoundly respectful. Well... Don Juan, mischievously, pointing to the chair which undoubtedly is that of the novelist, and as if he were present.
1: Why haven't you married the great man?
0: How many more? Don Juan, impudently.
1: Didn't you ever find yourself falling the least little bit in love?
0: Irene, a little dryly, because the conversation is beginning to annoy her, but forcing herself to keep up her jesting tone it never occurred
1: to us not to him not to my knowledge i can't believe it for three years you've been typing out these love scenes for him just three years why if it was only to get a fresh idea or two for them irene very serious and annoyed Do you mind my telling you that the great man, as
2: you call him, is not only a distinguished novelist, but a distinguished gentleman as well, who knows the
1: difference between a secretary and an. I beg your pardon.
0: Not at all. She gets to the typewriter again. Don Juan, incorrigible. You said you'd finished work. I've some letters of my own to write. She writes violently.
1: You want me to go?
0: irene without looking at him i don't think senora cordoba will be in before lunch she continues riding violently and making a great deal of noise with the machine
1: well if that's so good morning
0: irene without changing her attitude good morning don juan hoping even yet to renew the conversation
1: will you excuse me certainly i hope you will be very happy
0: thank you don juan prepares to leave but at the door stumbles on guillermo who is the novelist's servant guillermo is a man of more than fifty of a type half servant half professor he is completely bald and is scrupulously well dressed not in livery but in a suit of good material and well cut though evidently not made for him he is in fact dressed in his master's cast-off clothes he is amiable smiling discreet don juan pauses on seeing him come in because he likes to know everything that is going on and wants to find out who has come
3: Senorita irene there's a young lady come in answer to the advertisement
0: don juan pleasantly excited
3: ah a recruit
1: to replace a deserter
0: to guillermo
1: is she pretty
0: guillermo does not answer and looks imperturbably at irene show her in to don juan who as a pretext for awaiting the candidate's entrance looks from one side to another as if in search of something if you are looking for your hat it is in the hall don juan ironically
1: thank you
0: he is preparing to leave, seeing there is nothing else for it, when Guillermo shows in Rosario, who is shy and a little inclined to take Don Juan for the novelist. He'd be willing enough, but Irene interrupts with Guillermo, please give Senor Don Juan Medina his hat.
3: Si, Senorita.
0: He holds the door for Don Juan, who goes out furious with Irene.
2: Oh, I thought that he was Senor de Cordoba. Not he, indeed. Senor de Cordoba won't be long, if you don't mind waiting. Do sit down.
0: Rosario, without sitting down. Are you Senora de...? Irene, smiling.
2: I'm his secretary.
0: Oh,
4: then it's no use my waiting. I came...
2: No, no, do sit down, please. I should have said I was. I'm only staying on till my successor can take possession.
0: She evidently takes to Rosario in a flash, as a young girl
2: may. I hope he'll engage you. I would.
0: Thank you so much. Irene, looking about the room almost maternally.
2: Well, I should hate to leave all this that I've grown so fond of to anyone who wouldn't appreciate it. Why are you giving it up? Change of profession. I'm getting married. To him? Oh, no. You've never met him.
4: Señor de Cordobá. yes no
0: is he married no rosario wishing to show how casual she is about it
4: i admire his work immensely i've tried so often to get a picture of him but they're not to be had
2: no he won't be photographed he prefers he says to have his woman readers picture him each for herself and he doesn't want to spoil any one of their illusions
0: is he so ugly irene with all the indifference of a young lady who is going to be married
2: oh no i shouldn't call him ugly not bad-looking for a civilian
4: he's not young thirty eight is this where he works what a charming room and so beautifully kept
2: yes he's the untidiest man in the world and the one thing he won't stand is untidiness that's where his secretary comes in he'll go out leaving his writings strewn all over the place pages unnumbered books on the floor torn-up paper in the drawers and his notes in the waste-paper basket but when he comes back he likes to find everything just so have you ever done this sort of work before not just this sort you've been in an office
4: Uh, i saw the advertisement i came with a letter oh
0: here She takes the letter which the apparition gave her out of her bag and offers it to Irene. Better leave it on the table. She takes it and puts it there, then, at the sight of the handwriting, gives a jump. Well! What is it? Irene, puzzled, looking at the letter and at Rosario. Who
2: gave you this letter?
0: A friend.
2: Irene, still watching her. Gave it to you personally?
4: Yes. Why?
2: I thought I knew the handwriting.
0: She leaves the letter
2: on the table.
0: It's from Don Obdulio Gomez. Irene, full of amazement. Then you know
2: Senor Gomez.
4: Why not? Is it any disgrace?
0: Irene, smiling.
2: No, of course not.
4: He told me he was a friend of Senor de Cordoba's. Isn't he?
0: His best. Rosario gives a sigh of relief. By the way, talking of friends...
2: She sits by Rosario confidentially. If you get this place... Do you think I shall? With that letter, yes, I think you're sure to. Oh! Well then, look out for that fat gentleman I was getting rid of when you arrived.
0: Rosario opening her eyes
2: wide. Did I hear you call him Don Juan? (sighs) Yes, his name is Don Juan and he's always trying to live up to his name. He'll make love to you without ceasing, he'll bring you sweets, he'll interrupt your work to tell you stupid little jokes. But that doesn't matter. Rosario opening her eyes wide. Doesn't it? But what does is that he has a horrible influence over Senor de Cordoba. It's a secret, but you'll soon find it out. The man's mad enough about women in real life, but when it comes to literature, he loathes us all. Does he? And he plots against us. How? You've read a spring romance? of course you remember the girl with fair hair who sells carnations and oranges on the banks of the arno at florence rosario as if she were speaking of her dearest friend
0: bettina irene as if bettina were her dearest friend
2: too yes bettina floriano who falls in love with the handsome english painter
4: and then throws herself into the river
2: because she finds out that he doesn't love her that's to say he does love her
4: but he's married already
2: well he was to blame for that who don juan
4: that nasty fat man
2: yes the englishman wasn't married at all to begin with but he insisted if you please that it was much more artistic for a rich painter to deceive a poor flower-girl than that they should get married and live happily ever after
4: and seor de cordoba let himself be persuaded
2: yes and why because don juan's a critic and writes for the newspapers a critic why well, he can't even spell He sent me a love letter one day, hid it under the typewriter, said my pretty hands as I worked looked like Carrara marble, and spelt it with one r. Well, and now, not content with that, he's trying to have Juanita yerena Are you reading the budding pomegranate?
4: In the Revista Grafica. Yes, of course.
2: The dunderhead has made up his mind that Juanita, you remember she's studying chemistry, such a good idea, because she means to be independent, to earn her own living and marry Mariano Ochoa. Such a nice boy but he is determined that she shall fail in her examination and then marry that rich old man who has been making love to her for years.
4: Don Indalecio,
2: Don Indalecio.
4: But it must be stopped.
2: I'd like to know, he says, how a girl with her head full of poetry and stuff is ever to remember a dozen chemical formulae correctly. That's the sort of silly thing they all say. And besides, he asks, what girl nowadays will take a poor young man when she can get an old rich one? Disgusting. And to crown all, won't it be time enough for her to be in love with the young man once she's married to the old one? The man is a shameless cynic. So now you see. And next week the chapter in which Juanita decides has to go to press. Is she going to marry the old man? It's still unsettled. Yesterday, Señor de Cordoba gave me two sheets to copy in which she said yes. But when he saw the expression of my face, he told me not to go on with them. Ah and i simply hate to go away in this uncertainty over poor bettina's-well after all death's a poetic end one could make up one's mind to it but this about juanita is horrible revolting irene suddenly seeing the clock oh good heavens half past eleven paco has been waiting half an hour perhaps i'd better go too no no Señor de Cordoba will be in directly he told me to wait till eleven but he knew i had to go then would you tell him that i'll be here by nine in the morning she takes
0: off her apron and puts it away takes out a clothes brush and generally puts herself
2: to rights guillermo i'm going now you don't know what a nuisance a wedding is especially for me i've no mother i have to do everything myself paco is an angel and helps all he can but like all men he loathes shopping today we're going to buy saucepans guillermo brings in her outdoor things thanks guillermo this young lady will wait
3: yes senorita irene
2: if don juan comes back before Senor de cordoba does don't let him in
3: no Senorita irene
2: if the printer sends the proofs are on the table
3: yes Senorita irene
2: don't forget to change the water for the
3: goldfish
0: guillermo through this has waited on irene like a perfect valet handing her hat veil gloves parasol bag etc she goes to the goldfish irene putting
2: her hand on the glass globe Poor little things. I hate to leave you too, to Rosario. But you'll take good care of them, won't you? They only eat flies. We'll meet tomorrow. Thank you so much. And I trust you about Juanita. I think you can save her. Do you? Yes, I do. Mysteriously. Tomorrow I will tell you why. Good morning, Guillermo.
3: Good morning, Senorita Irene.
2: She departs.
0: Guillermo notices that Rosario is standing by the goldfish.
3: Are you wondering what the goldfish are for, senorita? Senor de Cordoba always has them on his table while he works. He says that their twisting and turning helps him to think out the plots of his novels, especially the love episodes.
0: Philosophically.
3: Art must find inspiration somehow, and he drinks nothing but water as a rule i bring them their flies every morning a bagful the boy at the grocer's catches them for me
0: a bell buzzes in the distance
3: the telephone excuse me a minute senorita
0: he goes out rosario left alone looks curiously about and studies the typewriter with some apprehension then she returns to the goldfish and says half unconsciously they do twist and turn especially in the love episodes without her hearing him the apparition of the night before comes in seen in the full light he is an attractive man close on forty he puts down his hat and stick closes the door softly and comes over to her and says with the most perfect suavity
5: do you like goldfish
0: Rosario turns and sees him, and is quite as surprised and almost as alarmed as when he came through the window. Oh!
5: Senorita!
0: Rosario, backing away. Don't come near me! The apparition, smiling.
5: Do you still take me for a ghost?
0: Rosario, passing from fright to indignation. Don't add mockery to persecution, sir! The apparition, Bowing with even greater amiability.
5: I do most honestly protest.
0: Isn't it enough to compromise me?
5: I.
4: What on earth made you throw my slipper in at the window?
5: You threw my hat out of it.
4: Because I was sorry you should be going through the streets in the rain with nothing on your head.
0: The apparition, bowing very pleased.
5: Thank you. And I could not bear to think of the little foot, companion to that merciful hand.
4: i had to pretend and tell lies and even to faint
5: was that very difficult
4: rosario
0: much offended i am accustomed to speaking the truth i have heard
5: that women sometimes do
0: rosario with immense dignity and emphasizing the name with a certain contempt senor don abdulio gomez he starts at the name then recollects and recovers himself
4: i think that you have some very mistaken ideas about women
0: Mm, possibly rosario very much the
4: superior person you seem to imagine that it flatters a woman to persecute her
5: forgive me you have used that word twice in two minutes as far as i am concerned it is quite uncalled for Even at the risk of accusing you of, uh, I'm sure, the most pardonable vanity, I protest that I have never had the least intention of persecuting you.
4: Do you mean to tell me you didn't come today
0: knowing that I should be here?
5: Yes, I can't deny that.
0: Rosario makes a gesture equivalent to there, you see?
5: I expected... "'If you insist upon greater exactness, I hoped—that you would be. "'Are you offended? "'You have a most offended air, but somehow I don't believe that you are.' She starts to protest, but his mischievous, insinuating voice checks her. "'But what would you have thought of me if, when I'd met you so romantically, "'I had by the next day forgotten all about it?'
0: "'Romantically?'
5: now don't be a hypocrite
0: sir the apparition going up to her with an agreeable callinerie as if her indignation was nothing at all
5: can't you imagine how easily in a tangle of hair black as a black cat's
0: rosario unable to resist it such an infernal tangle of hair the apparition continuing as if he had not noted the aggressive tone of the interruption
5: one's heart may be caught for all that one twists and turns rosario her eyes straying to the goldfish twists and turns trying to escape from the snare not that one really wants to perhaps
0: Rosario who as soon as she scents the merest whiff of a declaration in the air feels apparently that she is behaving like an idiot please don't talk like this the apparition going a little closer and speaking in an insinuating tone half tender half mocking
5: not that you really want me to either
0: it is most insulting
5: you know you really are a terrible dragon How is a man to guess that you'll take a few casual compliments in the course of a friendly conversation so seriously as this? What would happen if anyone started making love to you? Rosario,
0: desperately disillusioned at this, and at heart disappointed. In the course of...
5: But you don't take them seriously. Or did you? Oh, come on now. You don't think I'm so simple as to fall in love with a woman just from seeing her with her hair down? Hardly.
0: Rosario, now really on the point of throwing something at him.
4: You dare say that to me? You dare remind me of
5: that? I also am accustomed to speaking the truth.
4: Leave this house immediately.
5: Good heavens. Last night by the window. This morning, at least, it's by the door. But do you mean to spend your life in ordering me out of the house? Certainly, if you spend
4: yours
0: coming in when you are not asked. He goes towards the door, then as if he could not bring himself to leave without a humble protest.
5: Women are so ungrateful.
0: Rosario, falling into the trap. What have I to be grateful for?
5: The first real thrill of your life.
4: Seeing you jump through that window, you flatter yourself
5: not because it was me you saw
0: i wasn't in the least thrilled the apparition trapped in his turn
5: then what in heaven's name would thrill you i'd like to know
0: rosario pleased to have exasperated him even a little when i know i'll tell you
4: perhaps it does take more than one has imagined the apparition sarcastically
0: appealing to the heavens
5: save me from the innocence of young ladies who read books like a spring romance
0: rosario she shows the first signs of a serious attack of nerves oh do be quiet and go away he grows a little alarmed puts down the hat which he had taken up and goes towards her this makes matters worse don't come near me But he fears she is going to faint, and goes nearer still. If you touch me, I shall scream. More alarmed still, he puts out his arms to support her, and at this she does scream. Guillermo! 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 Guillermo appears, calm and smiling.
3: Did the senorita call?
0: He looks alternatively at the senor and the senorita, and smiles.
5: Bring a glass of water.
0: Rosario, recovering her schoolgirl dignity. And please show this gentleman out. Guillermo, quite dumbfounded, can only look at this gentleman. Don't you hear me? Guillermo remains speechless. Then will you be good enough to do as I tell you? The
5: apparition, coming to the rescue. He hears, but is in rather a difficulty. For, if he shows me the door... I shall certainly kick him down the steps.
0: You'll kick him down. The apparition, smiling.
5: And we'd be sorry to part with each other, we Weerimo and I.
0: So that you are... The apparition, bowing meekly.
5: And your favorite author.
0: You? Then, with more wrath and astonishment... You! In the anguish of disillusion... You! She throws herself in a heap on the sofa. This time de Cordoba is really frightened.
5: Guillermo, get that glass of water and put some orange flower in it.
0: Guillermo goes. De Cordoba sits by her on the sofa and soothes her as if she were a child.
5: Forgive me. There, there. And don't cry, please. It's not worth it she
0: goes on crying without answering but is growing quieter little by little lulled by his caressing voice
5: is it really such a shock are you so disappointed that the apparition has materialized into me do look at me please and answer come now little rosario rosario like an angry
0: child but taking out her handkerchief to dry her tears nevertheless Don't call me Rosario.
5: I'm sorry. It came so naturally.
0: Guillermo brings in the glass of water and goes out again, discreet and silent. Drink a little
5: water. There's some orange flower in it.
0: Thanks. I don't need it. She gets up. Where are you going? Rosario, like a lost child. Home. De Cordoba, getting up still, holding the glass of water.
5: No, no, no. Not till you are quite yourself again.
0: She has her parasol. He takes it from her. She glares at him.
5: Please.
0: She faces him aggressively.
5: What will the concierge think if he sees you looking like this?
0: Yes. I suppose I'm a perfect fright. Furiously, she proceeds to put her hair tidy and has to fling off her hat to start with. De Cordoba still clings to the glass of water.
5: You really don't need the water with a little orange flower?
0: No. He drinks it off. She sees him in the mirror. You do? De Cordoba putting down the glass on the table.
5: I tell you, you gave me a scare.
0: Forgive me. De Cordoba recovering his slightly mocking courtesy.
5: I will exchange forgiveness with you and i need yours rather more
0: why did you tell me last night your name was rosario turns on him and they stand face to face
5: Abdulio, alas it is
0: rosario who wishes at all costs to go on being angry and can't because the apparition in spite of everything is extraordinarily attractive then Louise philippe de Cordova is a fraud you practice on the public?
5: It's called a pseudonym, usually. I ask you, how could a man named Obdulio set out to write romance novels? Obdulio, with Gomez to follow. What woman of really refined taste would ever open a book with that on the cover? Think how it shocked you last night.
0: You could have at least told me who you were. De Cordoba, lowering his eyes.
5: I didn't dare.
0: You were too
4: shy. You are very shy.
5: I was ashamed to. What? After you'd lauded my wretched books to the skies to say I wrote them? (laughs) What an anticlimax. I am only human. I really could not bear to have you disillusioned under my very eyes.
4: But then... Why did you give me the letter?
5: Once again, I'm very human, and I was tempted.
0: Rosario, looking at him askance. By what?
5: Promise you won't fly out again? Don't be afraid. Uh, Well, then.
0: While he speaks, he is stepping backwards and away from her, as if he was afraid of her.
5: I gave you the letter because I wanted so much to see you once more. And if last night... THE MOMENT WE HAD CUT OURSELVES LOOSE, I'D asked, MIGHT I CALL ON YOU, YOU'D PROBABLY HAVE SAID NO.
0: ROSARIO LOOKS AT HIM CRYPTICALLY, BUT SAYS NOTHING.
5: AND IF, ADVERTISEMENT FOR SECRETARY OR NO, I HAD ASKED YOU TO CALL ON ME, ROSARIO GIVES AN INDIGNANT EXCLAMATION, YOU SEE, YOU'D CERTAINLY HAVE SAID NO, SO WHAT ELSE COULD I DO?
4: "'Having got me here, though, you don't seem to mind how disillusioned I am.'
5: "'I mind very much. "'But the fact is, I thought the horrid business would have been got over. "'I wasn't at home, you know, when you came.' "'Did you
4: think that I'd not have the courage to come?'
5: "'I was sure that you would. "'I went to the café at the corner and waited till I saw you pass.' Didn't you find my secretary here? Yes. Didn't you tell her why you came?
0: Rosario, beginning to see the point. Yes.
5: Didn't you give her my letter? Yes. But what did you say when you saw the handwriting?
0: Nothing, the little wretch.
5: Nothing? Good God!
0: Quite overcome by the revelation, he lifts his hands to his head
5: i have found a discreet woman
0: a pity to lose her de cordoba smiling
5: i must make a note of this
4: well i'm glad i have helped you discover that there was something about women you didn't know may i go now am i calm enough not to scandalize the concierge
5: quite and therefore there is now no need for your going at all please be generous Say you forgive me?
4: For your practical
5: joke? For a harmless bit of fun. I am older than you, but there are times when I do badly want to behave like a child. Do sit down.
0: Now she obediently does so, and he takes her hat from her.
5: Thank you. Do you think you could smile? She can't help smiling. Thank you so much besides it was a bit your fault you know you did seem such a little girl with your hair down and those slippers which wouldn't stay on she frowns don't frown i know how you dislike being treated like a child a plaything an inferior being that though you may not always look it you are a very serious-minded person an advanced thinker well let's make a fresh start on that basis
0: he sits at his table in a most business-like way she is on the other side of it
5: (coughs) you have most kindly come in answer to my advertisement and we have been more or less introduced or shall we leave that intruding busybody obdulio gomez and his confounded letter right out of it Anyhow. Philippe de codoba has great pleasure in asking Senorita rosario castanalos this important question will you be my secretary
0: at this moment amalia and Guillermo are heard in the hall
3: but he's at work
0: then he can stop for a minute and a moment later amalia comes in she is a woman of thirty dressed with aggressive elegance although it is morning she is wearing an exaggerated hat and an afternoon dress she is handsome although one immediately feels that the square shawl and the high comb would suit her better than the hat and frock of a fashionable dressmaker she walks in a little as if the room were her own
6: well what happened to you last night then seeing rosario oh sorry 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 am i in the way Rosario,
0: on seeing her, jumps up. De Cordoba, who has received a rude shock, gets up also, but dominates the situation almost immediately.
5: Didn't Guillermo tell you I was at work? Amalia,
0: divided between confusion and impertinence. Yes, but not with... De Cordoba, without making any introduction.
5: My secretary.
0: Amalia, quite indifferent to secretaries oh is she i want a word with you de cordoba to rosario
5: excuse me
0: come here they go towards
6: the window amalia quite good temperedly do you think it is the right thing to keep a good woman waiting supper for you till daybreak and never even write her one of your usual lies to say you can't come why didn't you
5: i was caught in the storm and lost my hat
6: well as long as you turned up with your head on but don't lose that will you i shall so miss it it's a handsome head she taps it with her fan
0: de cordoba steals a horrified glance at rosario who is studying the
6: goldfish oh how cross we are when we're interrupted in the middle of a chapter
0: rosario makes a movement to go de cordoba to rosario
5: please don't go yet i hadn't finished
0: rosario snatches the hat and parasol wrathfully and takes up a position where
6: she can look out of the balcony but as for me please do
5: if you don't mind
6: i don't mind i'll go one better and take you with me ain't i forgiving you cut me for supper and i ask you to lunch hurry up the car's waiting i can't why not
5: you know i work all the morning
6: very bad for you
5: i must finish what i'm doing
6: well finish, my lad she drops suddenly in a chair
5: i'll wait how much work shall i do with you sitting there i'll come along in half an hour
6: word of honour on the
5: word of uh, a novelist amalia
6: getting up ain't i an angel with my best halo on to two hundred pesetas straight from paris what do you think of it i don't believe a word you say and i'm going to pretend i do and leave you to finish your chapter half an hour i'll give you three-quarters and if i have to come back and fetch you it's not your hat you'll lose this time but your hair i'll pull it out bit by bit
5: you shall do anything you like Goodbye.
6: he gets her to the door
0: amalia to rosario who does not respond good-morning
6: in the doorway nice manners hasn't she why do you have a woman for a secretary
5: why do you have a man
6: because i can't spell but at least he's my brother she goes out
0: de cordoba to rosario one moment he follows to see her safely away rosario furiously jams on her hat and pulls on her gloves seizes her parasol and when he returns is on her way to the door too de cordoba feigning a scandalized surprise
5: you're going
0: good morning de cordoba putting himself between her and the door
5: but you've given me no answer
0: rosario wishing to pass my
4: answer is good morning but
5: i've no secretary Let me go, please. But who is to type my first chapter of a brand new story? Such a good story, seething in my head. And I'm going to call it The Romantic Young Lady.
0: Rosario, unable to conceal her jealous anger any longer. That lady?
5: Now I ask you.
0: Then try her
4: brother, since he can spell.
5: Little Rosario
4: don't dare
0: call me by that name again
5: it's such a pretty name
0: they might really be two children playing tag or bull fighting because she is always turning about trying to get out and he is always putting himself in her path with slow but mathematical movements he does not lose his self-possession but she grows more and more upset let me go here she is on the point of getting out but he detains her with a question do you know who that was rosario pausing for a moment which he takes advantage of to obtain a
5: desirable position
0: the person i presume you were on your way to last
4: night when you unfortunately lost your hat
5: and when i'd so fortunately found my hat i did not go on my way well who is to be blamed or, shan't we say, thanked, for that? Me? Not precisely the indignant lady that I see now before me, but, if I may disobey just once, little Rosario. But you prefer to be treated as an up-to-date woman. Then cultivate some common sense.
0: She, however, taps the ground with her foot and looks at him with a dangerous expression.
5: That's the first qualification, believe me. My quite friendly relations with Senorita Amalia Toralba, professionally known as La Malouena...
4: Don't concern me in the slightest.
5: Then why are you so angry? Even a fairy princess, you know, straight out of a storybook and worthy of any man's most loyal love, cannot expect a poor novelist, no matter how bewitching the curls are, to be faithful and true before he has had even a chance of rescuing his hat and losing his heart in the tangle. Last night, when I sat out to supper, I didn't even know you existed. Now I want you to be jealous. I love you to be jealous.
0: Rosario, flaming with wrath. Jealous? De Cordoba, wishing to calm her. Señorita... Rosario, wishing to slay him. Did you say jealous? De Cordoba, defending himself.
5: Not that you were,
0: but that I wished
5: you were.
0: Rosario, stammering and trying hard to control herself. Why should I be?
5: Quite so. You've no cause.
4: I'm not talking of that woman.
5: Ah, but I am, uh, for the moment. And I think you're going to lunch with her one should keep one's promise i made it to get her to go i did not want her to go you only wish that she hadn't come
4: not at all i'm glad that she came and now if you please for the last time
5: before i call for help will you let me go but listen to reason pretend just pretend for a moment that you are a strong-minded cynical up-to-date woman
4: i won't very well then i can't can't if you like and
0: don't want to be she flings out he calls after her rosario little rosario but the street door slams violently then he sighs and smiles first with resignation then with mischief then tenderly goes towards the balcony and remains looking out on the street along which it may be supposed she is going away from him all with the absorption of a true lover until she may be thought to have turned the corner then he again sighs and smiles and after ringing the bell seats himself at his writing-table guillermo enters
5: guillermo i want you to go yourself to senorita amalia's and explain why I can't lunch with her. I've been suddenly called out of town. I've gone already. And you might add that, as far as you know, I shan't be back for a fortnight. Very good, sir. He goes. A new story. The romantic young lady. No, no. Too good to write. Too good to spoil by writing it.
0: End of act two.